0: It's time for The Zone. To be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter.
1: Well, Bubba. It's great to have you on a Tuesday as opposed to a Monday, but we'll take your uh, Monday morning quarterbacking segment, I guess. Whatever, what would you call that? Monday morning uh, manager segment on uh, Tuesday. It's fine, whatever. Anyway, how are you, buddy?
0: Good, fellas. How are you guys doing? We are good. Good Memorial Day. You have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, it was a good weekend. And, yes, yesterday, obviously uh, an important day, and I think a lot of people stood back and paused and thanked those who uh, – Gave the ultimate sacrifice, so it's good to be uh, back in the saddle for sure though, and talking about Razorback baseball for another week, and I hope we can do it for a couple more weeks. Robert Moore was on the morning show today and said, I'll be talking to you guys next week about whether we're hosting or on the road to North Carolina for the mm-hmm. Supers, so I like that he's feeling some confidence. Bubba, does the 0-2 run in, in uh, Hoover mean anything at all to you?
0: No, it really doesn't, guys. It's um, I go back to Uh, Mississippi State last year. They got run-ruled two games, and they go on and win the national championship. It's, uh, you know, honestly, it's almost a good thing because we weren't going to host anyway. Um, We would have had to win the tournament to to host. And so, I don't know. I think it's good because we really get a chance to rest and just kind of come home and reset and, and, and get ready for a regional in Stillwater. And I think it worked out great. Out of all the options that were on the table, I think I think Stillwater is a is a great option for us. Now, I don't know. I, I've heard they've only given us 200 tickets, so I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't hmm. know how Razorback fans, because I know a lot of people are excited about it, wanting to make the trip. So I don't know about tickets, but I'm, I've heard they're not allotting us very many tickets, and so we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah,
1: yeah I think over this morning that it's if got 3,000 permanent seats and it can expand to 8,000, so it's not like Baum where you've got you know a lot of seats available so and i'm sure their fans are excited too they've had a great year and they're that's a good environment they've got a good you know tradition over there so i don't know i don't know what the the rules are on that but uh, that doesn't shock me i suppose but that's that's disappointing if true so um how much do you think if at all dave's illness at the tournament affected the play and, and the focus
0: well if you watch that alabama game you could tell something's missing i mean it was just a different vibe i could feel it up in the booth phil and i talked about it uh, it can affect players two different ways. You know, you know how mental the game of baseball is. It can affect them in a positive way, where they rally around and say, "Hey, let's win this one for DBH," or it can have a totally opposite effect, where, "Hey, we don't know what's wrong with our coach." At the time, they really didn't know what was wrong. They had no idea. They just knew he was sick and he wasn't there. And so, you know, it could have a negative effect. I think it had a negative effect. I think some things happened in that game that would not have happened if DBH had been standing on the top step. And it's no knock against. Uh, Matt Hobbs or Nate Thompson, it's just, you know, it's just baseball. It's reactionary things that happened in that game that I don't think would have happened.
2: How do you feel about the team right now?
0: Well, you guys have heard me every Monday. We talk about I'm, I'm optimistic. And and it's not – I'm not just saying that because I'm on the radio. I'm optimistic because I know how much talent we have. We really do, guys. We're, we're good. We won 18 games. In the SEC West, I mean, we're we're a good team. Uh, it's just life in the SEC is tough. The margin for error. I know you guys are tired of hearing all these answers from me, but I mean, it's it's a really tough league. Now, with that being said, we haven't played very good baseball lately. Down the stretch, we faltered. I don't think we've executed at the plate. We haven't executed pitchers and uh, pitches in key situations, and we've made errors that that are uncharacteristic for this team. But I think baseball is a game where you could show up Friday at at noon and be a totally different team and just kind of flip that switch and get on a roll. I've seen Dave Van Horn teams do it before. And, and look, I'm still, I'm very optimistic. I actually just got off the phone with Phil Elson. We were talking about scenarios for getting a super regional at Baum Walker. You know, that's how confident I am now with that being said, I'm hearing people saying, Oh, Drew, we got grand Canyon in the first game. Who are we going to play in game two? Well, Grand Canyon's a really good team. And I'm sure you know some of the teams they've beat. You know, uh, they beat Stanford. They beat Arizona State. They beat Oregon State. They beat Arizona. I mean, they've beat some really good teams. And so they've got a couple of good pitchers, and they got a good uh, good closer. You know, he doesn't have big strikeout numbers, but he's a guy that just gets out. He's got 14 saves, and so he's a guy they rely on a lot. And so, look, it's not going to be easy. I played with Andy Stankwitz back in the day. And to be honest with you, he's a lot like Dave Van Horn. The, the kind of the kind of baseball you're going to see uh, a Dave Van Horn style of baseball, probably more so Dave Van Horn ten years ago, where they're they're not afraid to play small ball. They will play some long ball with you. They're going to hustle. They're going to play fundamental baseball. They're not going to give you a lot of runs. Um, it's just good quality baseball, and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of team that uh, Stankiewicz has.
1: I want to talk about some individuals in a second, too. And before we get into that, as a former player and a guy who covers the team, cares about the team and knows the guys, you know, obviously, you know, Michael Turner's comments uh, drew some negative attention, at least from one radio host in particular and probably some of the fan base. But to me, when I heard him, I wasn't offended as someone who roots for the Hogs or someone who covers them. And, you know, to to think about a guy who is a one-year player As anything other than a Razorback is silly in today's environment. It's always been silly, but it's especially silly to me in the portal world we live in. It's just such a dumb thought process that Mm -hmm. this guy's not some kind of legitimate Razorback because you know he's only here for one year. Well, uh, there's just obviously you know it's hard to avoid it. You've been there as a player, Bubba. I mean, and again, like you said, it's such a mental thing that's got to weigh on you as a player. And I honestly thought Michael's comments were pretty measured and fair.
0: Well, you know, if you ever talk to Michael Turner, he's the guy that's going to tell you what's on his mind. And to so that point about him not being a Razorback, hey, this is a dream come true. You know, once again, I, I know Michael. I've, I've gotten to know him. He comes to the facility a lot and, and works with some of my catchers. I've got to know him really well. Um, I played with his dad, Brian Turner, back in the day in the Yankee organization. Um it's a dream come true for him to come here and be a Razorback. And, I mean, he says it all the time. So he's a Razorback in my book. Now, I, I what if Carson Chatty would have said the same thing a couple of years ago? Would people be upset or would they be like, wow, yeah, we need to reevaluate, you know, some of the stuff we're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I,
0: I don't know. It, it's hard to say. But, you know, he, he doesn't mince words. And he, I, I thought what he said, I mean, he was saying what was on his mind. And that's kind of the vibe that, you know, some of the players are feeling. Um, they're, they're feeling a lot of this negativity. They're getting sent a lot of DMs and stuff that look, they're college baseball players. They're out there doing the best they can to represent Razorback baseball in the state of Arkansas. They're not, you know, Michael didn't throw that ball away on purpose. Uh, he's trying to be an aggressive, it's an aggressive play where if he picks that guy at third, you know, it gets us out of a huge situation where the base is loaded. We don't have to face a tough lefty. Um, he didn't know the ball was going to go into the left field. I mean, it's, it's a hustle play. Um, now, if, when I start seeing lack of effort, then it's time to criticize, but you know, when they're, they're college based, they're not professional baseball players. It's a little bit frustrating and I like these guys. And I had several of them send me stuff that they've been sent mm. by people. And it's frustrating. It really is. Um, I, I hate to see it, but you know, that's where we're at today in 2022 and, and you know, I don't think I think a lot of the people that are saying those things either didn't play the game of baseball or they don't appreciate how hard baseball is baseball is a hard game mm-hmm. it really is it's it's not an easy game to play and there's a lot of failure involved with it and I, I don't know I, I I'm, I'm frustrated and you know I try to be measured in what I say a lot of what I really feel I can't say on y'all's show but you know I think I think my point comes across and I I just don't like it
2: what are we talking about Bubba what are, what are they sending the the players DMs how bad is it well, just, yeah, or is it bad it's
0: just little I mean no not like like what Eric Cole in the College World Series in 2018 I mean you know he got like death threats and stuff like that just crazy stuff him and Carson Chatty I mean that that changed Carson Chatty's life you know he 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 got up these are just little comments you know that are just little snarky comments nothing yeah it's just it's just stupid but and it it's i I guess it's just frustrating you know for the players because they know they're out there busting their butt to do the best they can to to represent arkansas baseball and you know they feel like some of the fan base it they don't appreciate it and you know it's know, it's frustrating i don't want to get into specifics Hmm. i mean but it's nothing there's no threats or anything like that. It's just a lot of negativity, Sure. you know, and there's enough negativity in the game of baseball as it is, you know, I, I say all the time and, and maybe it sounds corny to you guys. I don't know, but you can watch a baseball game. I can watch whether it's my son's 10 year old game or our high school teams, or the college or even professional baseball. I can watch a New York Yankee game. I can pick out a hundred negatives or I can pick out a hundred positives in that game. And, you know, it's real easy to go with the negatives, but I like to pick out the positives. Now, if a guy screws up, I'll call it out. You know, during the game, I said Michael Turner should not have thrown the ball to third on the strike three. He should have thrown the ball to first base, uh, got, the, got the out there. Then you've got two outs, a runner at third base. Um, I, you know, I, I'll call it out for what it is. But, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. It's frustrating.
1: Let's talk about the pitching staff a little bit, and obviously it sounds like Tiger was simply, you know, uh, overheated, hot, you know, dehydrated a little bit, and then we had to talk about Connor's struggles of late as well. well let's start with, with Tiger. It did not sound like there's a whole lot to be concerned about there, according to what I heard from Dave um, before, I guess, heading into Stillwater. Sounds like he's okay, you think?
0: Yeah, he's fine. They said he's just a little dehydrated, which I don't know how that happens. It really wasn't that hot there, to be honest with you, but they showed a close-up of his face, and... I I want to say I said it either on the broadcast or off the air to Phil. I said, something's wrong with him. Because usually Brady's up on the mound, and he's like got this look of, like, I'm getting ready to kill you on his face. Mm -hmm. He had a look of panic on his face. Um, And I've never seen that look before. And so you could tell something was not right. Now, when Hobbs went back out to get him, I'm like, oh, that is not good. We have an injury. So I started texting Corey Wood to find out what it was. And they said, no, he's just sick which I was very relieved because we don't want to lose Tiger right now. Um, so that's so that's good that he's healthy. He threw a bullpen a couple of days ago, and he looked great, and mm-hmm. so, so he's good to go.
1: As far as Connor, what what are you seeing from him? What's, what's, what's the issue? Because it has certainly not been his best stuff as the year has worn on, and you know, it's kind of been like a microcosm of the team, right? I mean, everything was going great early in the year. He looked great, they looked great, and as the year has worn on, the last couple starts, not quite as good, and, and certainly the team has not been quite as good.
0: Well, I think he had a whole bunch of one-two counts, so he was working ahead of hitters. He just can't put them away. I think that, that breaking ball, instead of being a swing and miss pitch like it was early in the year, it's a swing and foul-off pitch. Or when he makes a mistake, guys are hammering it. And I agree with what Michael Turner said about scouting reports. You know, we know we know what these guys are throwing when they face up. Their tendencies are what they are. I mean, we're in, you know, we're in the end of May. We've got a really good idea what these guys are going to throw in certain situations. Well, so do the other hitters facing, facing uh, Connor Nolan. They know that he's that go-to pitch is his breaking ball. And I think a lot of guys are sitting on breaking balls. And as a hitter, it's smart because you've got a 50-50 chance if you play the percentages, say, okay, on a, a one-two count, uh, righty-righty with a runner in scoring position, Connor's going to throw a, a breaking ball 86% of the time. That's, that's just me coming up with a scenario. That's not the exact number, but we have those numbers on other pitchers, and so they have that on us. And so you got an eighty-six percent chance of guessing right, you know. And so guys are sitting on those breaking balls and and doing damage now. What I like is what Connor did: is he got away from the scouting report and started throwing more fastballs, got some guys to chase fastballs up in the zone. Um, now. He wasn't really locating his fastball, but he was still getting some swing and misses with it. So I think he's just going to have to mix it up a little bit, get away from his scouting report, and and maybe go to another pitch or two and use the fastball a little more often. I think it was LSU early in the year that got in the front of the batter's box Mm -hmm. looking for the breaking ball, and he just threw fastballs by him for the first two innings until they made the adjustment.
2: Bubba, last week you and I uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, the vocal leaders on this team. We were wondering who, or I was, wondering who the vocal leader is. And yesterday, uh, Coach Van Horn was asked about the the leaders of the team. I wanted you to hear what he said. Team's not real vocal. It's something we've talked about a lot. But we have a lot of really good people on this team, so to speak. As far as they'll lead, but they really want to lead by. Example. Um, don't have a lot of raw, raw guys. You know, it's 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 kind of nice to have a guy that'll get with you every now and then and gets upset and can, can command that locker room a little bit. But we have a lot of leaders. But as far as the vocal one, honestly, I don't I don't know if we really have one. You know, I, I'm watching this as he's saying it, and I could tell he wanted to say something, but I wasn't sure if he was going to say it. And then he said it. I don't know if we have a vocal leader, and he just kind of sat there, and it ended abruptly, and, and he. He almost had that little wry smile on his face that you'll you'll see from him sometimes. Like, all right, I said it. Now, now who's going to do it? You know who's who's going to be that guy? Hey, Bubba, is it a problem? And B, who who could be that guy that steps up? Well, Wes,
0: you remember me saying to you uh, about Carson Chaddy. Yep. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with my wife, and my wife's observation was. You know what they're missing? They're missing a guy like a Carson Shaddy that's got a ton of energy, that's a raw, rah, raw rah guy that gets everyone fired up. They're missing that. And um and I, I agree one hundred percent. Every good team I ever played on, we had that guy that was your raw, raw guy. Now sometimes he could get annoying, you know, in the dog <laughs> days of August, you know. It's uh it can be annoying, but you love having that guy around because he's always building you up. And then you've always got your, your, your clubhouse guy, which is kind of your clown guy that keeps everyone loose. He's making jokes. He's, you know, putting, you know, sticking hats to the uh, uh, solo cups to the top of your head with bubble gum and doing stuff that's kind of funny and got a joke for everything. Um, I feel like we don't have that. Um, and, and I think we need it. We really do now. I talked to Robert Moore a couple of days ago, and I said, Robert, remember when you hit that home run at OU when you were a freshman we were playing in Houston, and you ran around the bases and you jumped up in the air and you were fired up? I said, we're missing that out of this team. We don't have it. We almost had it in Auburn. He had a three-run homer against Auburn. And he was fired up going around the bases. We're missing that enthusiasm out of this team. And, look, you don't have to do all the stuff where you put the, the fur coat on, like Tennessee and the daddy hat and all that. But you've got to play with energy and passion. And I just feel like they, they don't have that guy. And I don't know who it could be, to be honest with you. You, you. Caden Wallace is a neat leader, and that guy's going to play in the major leagues. But he's not a real vocal guy. He's not an emotional guy. He plays within. He lets his actions lead the team. Um, but we really don't have that guy, uh, Zach Gregory's a fiery guy. I don't. I don't think it's him. You know, um, Robert Moore plays with a lot of emotion, but he's not a real vocal rah rah. Let's go get them guys. So so man, it, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know who it would be. Hmm. dilly has got a great personality. He's a veteran guy, but I don't think it's him. I just don't think we have that guy. To be honest
2: with you. You know, I was thinking maybe with Turner's remarks in the press conference that drew some ire. Maybe, maybe that's the guy who steps up. Sometimes, you know, when you're a newcomer, it's hard to come in and say, I'm the leader, you know, follow me. you got to earn your stripes. Maybe now is the time.
0: It might be. I, I will tell you that Michael Turner has a personality about him. If you've been around him, he, guy, guys just kind of gravitate to him. He, he carries himself like a leader. Um, you know, and I know early on guys kind of, you know, gravitated to him and they liked him. And they kind of followed him. Now, he's not real rah-rah. I mean, you can see in his interviews, he's not real emotional. But uh, but he does have a fire in him. And he, you're right, he might be that guy that could step up and do it. I I just feel like we need somebody to do it. But once again, we're, you know, <laughs> we're in the man. Yeah. Um, if, it, if it hasn't happened yet, you can't fake it. You, no. you can't be that fake rah-rah guy. It has to be genuine. And I just don't know that we have that guy on this team right now. And that's something that, you know, maybe down the road we we address.
1: Well, I was encouraged to hear Robert's comments. He's always a very humble and measured guy. But when he was on the morning show today talking about how he'll be back on them next week talking about which place they're playing in the Supers, I was happy to hear that. And I don't think that he's not a guy that's going to – he's not a bravado guy. He's not a cocky guy. So that, uh, to me, told me he's got – it may just be an inner confidence, but – Obviously, he's got a little bit of faith in his team to get through Oklahoma City, or excuse me, Stillwater. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Bub, we're going to talk to you next yeah. week, either way. So hopefully, we're talking about some good things in the next matchup.
0: Well, I tell you, hey, on Robert. I had a long talk with Rob. We talked for over an hour on the phone, and he's confident. He really is. And you know, he's he's a guy that's frustrated with. He feels like people are losing faith in this team, and, yeah. and justifiably, you know, they they haven't played well down the stretch, but. Robert is very confident they're going to go into Stillwater and do some damage this weekend. And and I tell you what, it, it did. It pumped me up. When I got a phone with Robert, I felt really good about it, you know, just because he feels so confident that they're going to go there and get it done.
1: I love it. Let's hope so. Bubba, thank you.
0: All right, fellas, have a good week. Y'all going to be in Stillwater?
1: Uh, we're, Somebody's going to be over there. I don't know that we're going to make it, but we'll have, we'll have a crew over there for sure.
0: All right sounds good. Well, uh, hopefully I'll see someone there.
1: Yes, you will. All right, thanks, Bubba. See ya. All right, go on. Appreciate it. Bubba Carpenter, thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. We appreciate them every year presenting Bubba. He is always an uh, honest guy, and yes, he's very pro-razorback, admittedly, but I don't think he really sugarcoats things either, and uh, I love his take. I think he does a great job.